it's a bit smaller than uh, than it usually is. Zoomly is massive. Yeah, Joey's got the biggest Joey, afro in the world. Where's it going, Joey? On my hey. show soon. Okay, and then let me just put it out there that Joey's afro is only the second biggest thing on his body. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't catch that joke. I was getting angry. So. Um, Joey's telling jokes outside. We might as well do it. Yeah. Yeah, Bring him in. Come on in. No, oh, he's, no, going, he's no, us. Oh, there are like seven hot chicks walking around in front of him. No wonder he's running off. You Joey know, always like have hot, He's always got hot chicks around him. He's, uh, he's a chick magnet. <laughs> do you guys, uh, we'll, we'll get to the, all the comedians a little later on. But uh, okay, so <clears throat> we're we halfway through your career already. Yes, and well, we've just well, got oh, we into your fourth year. Career. You're, you're still studying now. You know I, what I mean? Because in my fourth year, I actually started doing comedy. Okay, so how did that happen? How did you did you, uh, was comedy big at that stage? Where did you find out about? Because uh, it was the Ramberg Waterfront. I it think, was the right? Ramberg Waterfront, and then I um, I used to uh, go to watch comedy quite a lot. It was like my first date thing. So if I fancied a girl, instead of taking her to the movies or something lame, I'd be like, "Yeah, come watch a comedian," and then she could think that I had a sense of humor because uh, another guy made her laugh, and then it was it was all good. And uh, then I was seeing, well, sort of trying, you know, when you're trying to get out of the friend zone uh, with this chick. And then so she came with to the comedy club and I went on stage to tell a joke to kind of impress her. And I bombed. Nobody laughed. It was a, it was a terrible time. And so she, she actually dumped me. But, um, do but you remember the joke? I do, actually. Can you tell it on a radio station? I can. Okay, was, go uh, for it. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> it. It was. I thought it was a really funny joke. It's this this American guy, and he walks into a bar in Texas, and he walks up to the bar and he slams down a note and he says, "I have a whiskey, please." And then um, then they say, "No, I have whiskey and whatever." And he walks outside and his horse is gone, and he walks back inside, and he says, "I'm going to have another whiskey, and if I don't have my horse back by the time I'm finished my whiskey, I'm going to have to do what I did in Texas." And he looks at them all in the eye and he slowly sips his, his whiskey and he walks outside and his horse is back. It's like fantastic. He gets on his horse. As he's slowly striding out, one of the locals comes to him and says, sorry, man, just curious. What did you do in Texas? He says, I walked home. <laughs> there you heard it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> Actually, in retrospect, that is a terrible joke. No wonder she dumped you. I'd, but the thing is, well, at the, and yeah, just, it takes a while. That, that last bit, there's like this gap. And then you catch the joke. That's yes. why, maybe. You know what I mean? Well, you know, <laughs> before you walk before. home tonight. <laughs> uh, but who did you see uh, the big names now in comedy uh, during uh, those comedy? Do you still remember of, the, of those comedians? Are, de- are they doing well now? All of them. Well, it was uh, the guy who actually got me into to the thing because um, what happened was because I'd done that. Then I'd gotten over my fear of the stage. And then I used to go back whenever I needed beer because the winner got a six-pack because I'd go back and tell a joke and win and get a six-pack. And it was about the third or the fourth time I did that. Um, a chap called Darren Wall approached me. And I don't know if you know Darren. Yes, Breakfast Show, East Break, Coast Radio. Breakfast yeah. Show host of East Coast Radio. He's doing fantastically well. Very funny man, very cool guy. And uh, he came to me while I was at the urinal and said, well, why don't you come do a set? And I was like, well, I'm kind of busy now. Um, and You guys were hanging out. We weren't even hanging out. He uh, just approached me. Oh, okay. He was like, you've won this thing a couple of times. And I'd actually, that night, I'd, I'd split the prize with another chap called Ryan Whittle, who I actually just performed at Monty at... Uh, Urinal Whittle. Or- uh, yes, Urinal Whittle. Um, and so I, was, I did a gig with him now, not even two hours ago. Wow. Uh, he's still going. And so he also became a comedian. 
And then it was like all the guys, Tony Stewart's the only one who's not around, I think, anymore. Do you remember watching Biltong and Potros on television? No, I'm a bit young for that. I but used to. It was fun. We, why don't we bring that back? After your Master Chef, uh, if you win <laughs> bring, that, bring back Biltong and Potros. Bil- remember they had three comedians on the one side and three on the other. They had the South Africans on the one side and the British on the other side. And Clacky McKay was still the uh, MC. And uh, the people sat in the gun, they had to clap, and they had like one liners. You'd car, and you had to tell a joke. And, I listened to the tape they made, the uncut tape where oh. they were allowed to swear. It was mm. the funniest thing ever because they, they couldn't swear properly. Mel Miller. Mel, the Miller's, guys Mel Miller's still going. He's yeah. still funny. Um, I think Tony Stewart was one yep. of them. Cyril Green. Mm. Uh, those are the only ones I've really ever ever worked with. I, I think we need something like that. So they're, they're, if you switch your TVs on at night in South Africa, I mean, late night uh, television is actually very boring, you know. Well, it depends which channel you're on. Yeah, E is not bad. And the, the German channels on satellite. What happens there after t- <laughs> That's as good, yeah. That's as good. Although I haven't watched them for a while, since the advent of the internet. Yeah. Now tell me, um, after you went to the uh, these stand-up comedy shows and stuff, uh, you probably sat there and said, listen, these guys, they're funny, but... This is what I really want to do. When, you made, when did you make that decision that you want to become a comedian, a professional comedian? Because I mean, you had to give up your day job, hey? If you No, I didn't. I, I tried desperately. Um, no, what happened is I did that uh, when Darren approached me. I kind of went, no ways, not a chance in hell. And then um, a friend of mine was like, you have to do it while you're up. Mm. Um, insert beep there. And then Beep. Yeah, there was a couple of other friends who were like very encouraging and whatever. And so I went back and, and I, I asked for an open spot. And then when I did it, it went really well. And then I was like, this is all I want to do for the rest of my life. We will continue uh, chatting about the career. Uh, he's still a youngster. How old are you now? Um, as far as? I'm uh, 36. <clears throat> what? 36? Yeah. Is that plus vat or minus vat? Yeah, plus vat. You still got hair, I think, about eyebrows, uh, armpit hair. I mean, you do. Oh, okay. I've got some in the nose as well. <laughs> I actually had to trim it the other day because I'm at that point. Okay. Now let's play Quiz Bass. He's a legend of South African music. I mean, the full tour. He stayed in Hillbrow, remember? He, he I mean, changed a lot of things. He was amazing. Yeah. I, I actually saw him. Like when, when I'd never heard him before. I was like, who's this Quiz Bass? It sounds like. Ugh. And then I saw him at Opikopi, and he just blew my mind, and I've loved him ever since. Was that at Opikopi on the at the bar at the top of the hill or on the big stage? If I recall, it was on the big stage, but mm. n- not the most recent one where he was a bit weird. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I, I saw him at Linden High School. We did a thing there with Wonderboom, and I remember the wind was blowing, and he used to sit on this little bar stool. It's a uh, tussies, mm-hmm. but uh, that night because it was a school gig. You're not allowed to have any tussies, but he had tussies in the mineral water. Ah, so as uh, you do. Yeah, no, the wind used to blow, and then he just he had this rock. He just put it on. He lifted up. The pages used to go, and he'll put the rock down. And he'll sing that song. That's <laughs> a, what a what a genius. What a nice guy. An amazing person. Very clever. Great songwriter as well. Right. Let's listen to Johnny Isni Duetni. Get in touch. Three seven nine four Twitter. Cost of one rand fifty. You can follow uh, Chris Forrest through the forest. That's at uh, Chris Forrest S A. Or Jacaranda FM. Uh, this is on Twitter, by the way. How do you spell Twitter again? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Twitter. H E R. Has it got one T? No, that, Twitter. Twitter. It says uh, Twitter what? Mm. Okay, let's listen to the song. Yeah, let's do that. It will say you will have breakfast. For the tutor, any long part. I'll go on. I'll go on a 
Winzig, auch genau, wenn ich bis Lablek, ich will Winzig und ich schon, wenn es Zeit für Sabbatical, und noch vor ihr wurde kocht was, ich gebe es auf, dass ich da auch was, ihr Repertoire war klar, das war's der Lade und noch ein Kampf. Bonnie and Friends, Bonnie Simon, Decker and FM.